is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Podcasting to you from the foggy forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am currently the proud owner of $7.78 worth of Bitcoin. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And from the rainy and cold Cascade Locks, Oregon, I'm Andrew Hoffman. Rainy and cold. Let's talk about the weather. <laughs> since, since James Corbett uh, ridiculed our weather talk, but yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's what we do. <laughs> well, have you noticed? We've was, had, we've had was, like three nice days here, So, but today was not one of them. <laughs> today was mostly cloudy with a little bit of rain. Anyway, I own $7.78 worth of Bitcoin because I opened a Coinbase like three months ago. Okay. And they, automatic, and they automatically give you $5 and now... I just realized, like, oh, hey, I should probably get into this Bitcoin thing <laughs> and then log on to Coinbase. And they're like, oh, hey, you you're, you have $7.78 worth. And I'm like, uh, I mean, you know, like, pff, move over, Warren Buffett, time to retire. <laughs> Put well, in $5 you... investment, came back with what? What is that? What is that? Like 40%? Yeah. Three months? Come on, man. Get on the Bitcoin train. It, it's probably back in the, the sixes after today but anyway. no that's that's live i checked it before oh, it was okay. nine dollars like two you're, days ago yeah you're probably up to eight or nine dollars but no we got uh actually you know pro tip if you go if you have a coinbase account you can watch these stupid videos and take quizzes on random cryptocurrencies and you get a little bit of each cryptocurrency Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, you can you get like I don't know, twenty bucks worth of stuff if you want. Oh wow. That's cool. Well, I I you know, I think I've told my Bitcoin story before, but I remember emailing James Corbett about the he did a show about the dark web and some other things and it touched no, it was the kid who went across the country on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a kid like a fifty billion dollar trip. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember hearing like like bitcoins worth a whole dollar. Like, I remember that, that dude. Sense, yeah. I remember it was like eleven cents, or you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, I really could have. And I remember talking my buddy out of it. I've told that story before, but anyway, yeah, maybe it's time to get into that. And speaking of which, I think you got some stories in here. We talked to James about it last week. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I know Basil and Gons have been doing some work on uh, Satoshis yeah, and things of that nature. Adam oh, Curry's trying to get yeah. it going. Okay, so if you look at that uh, Adam Curry tweet, it is actually a retweet from Gons, our, yep. our compadre Gons from Canary Cry Radio. Um, he tweeted, just sent you some sats. It works. Hashtag Bitcoin. 
And Adam Curry replied, boom, with like six explanation or exclamation points there. So this is the new, um, oh, what's it called? Is it Breeze? Uh, Yeah, Breeze Tech. Yeah, Breeze Tech. So it is basically an, an app that allows you to listen to podcasts and donate to the same podcast at a set rate that you decide on wow. with no, uh, no PayPal, uh, no bank, nothing in between. So that is super cool. Yeah, that is, that is, that might be the future ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, let's get to know some of these apps and things because, uh, hopefully this app, this uh, podcast can stay around, and uh, we're gonna eventually, I think, have to turn follow in uh, No Agenda's footsteps as well as kind of the way that Canary Cry's going and go with the listener-powered radio, the uh, yeah. the, val- the value for value well, since, models. Since we've uh, we've cleverly designed a way not to take any donations at the same time, we're you know getting a bunch of new people listening thanks to James Corbett, um, we might as well just go all all in on the, uh, you know, the breeze and the podcasting 2.0 stuff. 100%. That is so true. We have totally taken away our abilities for donations and gained new listeners. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> See, like you said last week, man, we like to take a niche and bring it down to a niche, bring it down to another niche, and then the people left really enjoy the show and have and then, no way of of supporting it. And then we demonetize <laughs> that niche and make it uh, virtually impossible for anyone to support what we're doing. But no, no, and like I said, we we still owe you a bunch of shows before you should feel uh, you know, feel like you should donate. So fair enough. Fair enough. So anyway, that's cool. I think that it may be a bit like the future. That might be a, a glimpse into the future because, you know, as mu- as hard as they may want to try, as hard as they are trying, I don't think that uh, that there's a way really to uh, to censor podcasting, as we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah. You know, they, they're still trying to. They're still trying to figure it out. But uh, with RSS and all the other stuff, I don't think there's a way to censor podcasts. And I don't know. I'm 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 going to be here. Speaking my mind, doing well, shows as long as I can do. Yeah, and uh, James Corbett did the the whole solutions podcast on really simple syndication RSS. Right. And Adam Curry tweeted out today: "Your RSS feed is your ticket to freedom." Um, and then he linked to a, a Max Kaiser. Um, what's his wife's name? Max and oh Stacy Stacy and they were talking about the whole breeze thing obviously they're on board because they're into all things Bitcoin um, you know Max may or may not be Satoshi himself but anyway um, and they so that this is happening this is the this is the future um, We'll see how long it takes to get there. But I'll tell you what's not the future, Tim. And that is Facebook. Oh. So Well, I think I knew that. But go ahead. Yeah. 
I yeah. think I deleted my Facebook account in 2013. And just just for an example. Actually, yeah. Go, go All right. So I I had an image. Um, <gasps> I wanted to upload to be able to put into Instapaper, right? So I needed to like put it somewhere on the web. So I just up- uploaded it to uh, my Facebook page, and it's and I headlined it uh, to all the Portlanders hiking in the gorge. Please read now. Let's go back to smiling and saying hello while passing each other on a trail and dispense with the turning away and frantic putting on of masks. And here's what uh, what the image is. It's of uh, some quotes from the New England Journal of Medicine way back in the year uh, 2020, May of last year. <laughs> it says, we know that wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little, if any, protection from infection. Public health authorities define a significant exposure to COVID-19 as face-to-face contact within six feet, now it's three feet, uh, with the patient with symptomatic COVID-19 that is sustained for at least a few minutes, and some say more than 10 minutes or even 30 minutes. The chance of catching COVID-19 from a passing interaction in a public space is therefore minimal. In many cases, the desire for widespread masking is a re- reflexive action reaction to anxiety over the pandemic. Okay. Uh, within minutes, uh, I get a response, friend of mine. It says, hey, that's partly false information. And I had indeed been fact-checked. All right. Partly false information. So what part of that do you think was false, Tim? Okay, I, I, I'm I'm enjoying this. I'm excited to hear the conclusion, but I wanted to uh, kind of verify what are you saying here? A an actual friend says that's partly false, or somebody? Uh, in, a, in a he's joking. A, a Facebook friend says, "Hey, that's partly false information because I had been fact checked with the uh, Facebook fact checker." So he had been fact checked. No, I had been because okay. of what I posted, what I just read to you. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm not and picking, then I, I'm I'm kind of got to remember I'm kind of retarded, so I'm not picking up what you're saying as far okay. as. Okay. Well, let, let me let me continue. You'll okay. you'll catch up there. All right. All right. So I had posted a, an image showing text from the New England Journal of Medicine got it, got saying it. I got all that. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so Facebook fact-checked it and said partly false, and they linked a related article, uh, including the USA Today fact-check. New England Journal article, taken out of context, didn't bash face masks. Okay? And their uh, fact-check states, the authors intended to push for more masks. (laughs) Um... And then the the authors and their mea culpa said, we understand that some people are citing our perspective article as support for discrediting widespread masking. In truth, the intent of our article was to push for more masking, not less. Um, let's see. The sentiments we expressed in... Uh, let's see. So, um, there's the, no... The, um, 
the phrase little if any protection from infection in the original article was intended to refer to brief encounters in public spaces, not prolonged interactions. As the rest of the paragraph makes clear, we intended this statement to apply to passing encounters in public spaces, not sustained interactions within closed environments, they wrote. Okay. Um, a growing body of research shows that the risk of SARS-CoV-2 transmission is strongly correlated with the duration and intensity of contact. The risk of transmission among household members can be as high as 40%, whereas the risk of transmission from less intense and less sustained encounters is below 5%. Now, what is the absolute definition of a passing encounter then a brief and passing encounter, then passing each other outdoors on a hiking trail. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely brief. So my entire point was we can still smile and say hi to each other. Yeah, this 100%. What, I agree. This is what we've done, you know, and Oregon, the Northwest in general, as of, I don't know, two years ago, pretty friendly place. You see someone, you smile and you say hi. Pretty simple. Now, a little less so, even though, you know, Portland, the Portlandia stuff and what have you. But small town, Oregon, small town, Washington, you smile and say hi. It's, it's not that hard. It doesn't hurt. And no, it's not going to give you COVID-19. So, Unless one of you is <laughs> not wearing a mask. <laughs> no, even if both of you are not wearing a mask, Tim. Even oh. if one of you has COVID-19. Even if one of you is terribly infectious, walking by someone on a hiking trail is not going to give them coronavirus. Not going to happen. So... So we can stop pretending like it is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's my ongoing pet peeve. Uh, like it, yeah. It's I, totally I had, I, I had uh, and, you know, I, I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, if it's like a, a woman out there hiking by herself, you know, some strange man, maybe she's just afraid and it's not really about the mask it's just like oh i'm alone in the woods and it's scary okay i passed a, a you know apparently a husband and wife man and a woman couple and i said hello no response just turned away uh rushed to put on masks and and acted like i had the plague <laughs> and this is on a a trail where we had we were probably still 10 feet apart wow so this is it's mental illness it is well it's yeah i don't know man I, I just you know everybody's always talking about is it 1984 is it brave new world is it that is it this but <laughs> one of the things that we really need to stop and take a look at are what George Orwell was saying about language. Yeah. And words and propaganda. Because, like, like just the whole Facebook circle of logic that you just read to us, as insane as it is, like, 
there's never any actual fact checking or debunking that takes place. It's just like, oh no, no, we didn't mean that. We meant this. And there's just there's this constant right. updating. It's like it, people are interpreting this other wrongly and we can't <laughs> we have we're not going that. to add context. We're just going to claim it, they're taking it out of context. And part of that is the smartphone, it. right? Part of that is the ability to be in a constant feedback loop where you're like, oh, I think this is what's happening. You start to form your own opinion. It's like, no, that's wrong. It's this. It's like, oh, well, I think this. No, that's wrong. It's this. And it just keeps happening. You never get a chance to like pull away. I mean, I do, obviously, and you do. But I mean, I think your average person doesn't get a chance to like pull away and like actually think long and hard about things that are said. It's just the new update, the new crawl on the bottom of the CNN screen, the new, you know, widget that pops off from your news feed on your phone or whatever. This is the update. This is the update. This is the update. And everything just changes. We've always been at war with East Asia. We've always been <laughs> at war with Eurasia. And it just yeah. nothing. It's just constant. This is the current state of affairs. I sit at work next to a guy who literally spends all day on MSN. Mm. All day. And he wanted to, he tried to debate politics with me like a couple months ago. Not tried to, like he I feel like he thinks he won. <laughs> like <laughs> and I, I just like looked at him and I'm like, no. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he like told me something and like like this is what's happening. I'm like, no, it's not. And he's like, Yeah, I'm like, no, it's not. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yes it is. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and I just stare at him and he doesn't know what to do. And he's just like <laughs> And I said, and I tried to the to like reach an olive branch out. I said, hey, you know, let's 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 move on. This isn't a big deal. The problem with this country is that you see something and you think one thing, and I think another. It's it's fine. We can just move on together. Well, no, we can't. We can't <laughs> because you don't live in reality. All oh, right. yeah. <laughs> I just started laughing. I was like, oh. all right, <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> I don't live yeah. in reality. But anyway, people are so like uh, well, no one even stops and thinks anymore. It's just constant update, 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 update. That's it. Ooh, fact check. False. That is yeah. not true. What you just and said, not true. Where do all these fact checkers come from? Did I mean James did a podcast who will fact check the fact checkers, but right. like where did it come from? They're everywhere. Uh, yeah, Southern Poverty Law Center gets to decide what's hate speech and what isn't. Uh, totally unbiased group there. Poverty Law Center. Yeah. Lots of donations which is, from China. Which, uh, I guess they might be in the South, but uh, definitely no poverty. And yeah. uh, Or the Far East. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... uh I didn't think the clip was worth putting in. Um, did you see the interaction with our uh, Biden administration officials and the Chinese officials saying, uh, you don't get to tell us what to do anymore? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That whole thing was weird. Yeah. Uh, there, there were, and then China was like, you know, like understandably, like, not only offended but confused because they were like hey like <laughs> we got all those photos of your 
son with all those <laughs> Chinese hookers and children and smoking, you know, crack and stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, like that, like, no, like, I understand you're saying these things, but like, no, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not even going to let you, uh, talk Pretend. for the cameras and act like you're going to do something and then not do anything. Cause that's what's usually done. Right. Yeah. You know, like, Oh yeah. We're getting, you know, free Tibet. Uh, you know, you better stop with those human rights abuses. No, none of that anymore. It's just, you're, you're not allowed to criticize. It's like you're America. You've done bad stuff. So, uh, you don't get to criticize us. Are, are we clear? Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So something's been bothering me. This is like a much deeper, totally off topic tangent, but like, do you think we played a part in Hong Kong? Uh, like the U.S. government did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that whole thing was happening. It felt organic. It felt like it was just happening in China, and finally somebody was rising up against China. But I mean, in, in within China, and and I had been to Hong Kong. Uh, that doesn't really count. But it, it just it always felt like a completely separate place. So it does mm-hmm. feel like that that would be the necessary jumping off spot or popping off spot for some sort of a kind of swing in revolutionary winds. Uh, but it does feel like shortly after that, you know, all hell broke loose, so to speak. Well, yeah, it's like, what? It, oh, what's China going to do? Oh, maybe, uh, maybe kick off COVID-19. Yeah, maybe shut down the whole world. I don't know. Like, oh, we don't really like people out and around and shouting and and protesting. Hmm, what would be a good way to around that? Cue yeah. the TikTok videos of people dropping dead in the street. What uh what what disease was causing that again? That was yeah, COVID nineteen yeah. causing people to literally just drop supposedly dead in the street. Yep. And we were getting this um you know secret uh, underground information from TikTok. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah. And I remember, I remember actually reading the WHO uh, World Health Organization paper on on the severity of COVID nineteen uh, that was being widely. I, I read it from a super underground source, widely <laughs> being circulated on Reddit. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> also owned by China, like a lot yeah. of it. Um, and I read it, and I was like, oh crap this is terrible oh and like it, it you know it's like you know it had some crazy numbers it was like you know 15 to 20 percent of the american population on ventilators or something and it was nuts yeah and i was like oh this is this is kind of scary like oh man like it feels like i'll survive and i'm not worried about healthy people but like we could over like that was like in there it was like hospitals could become overwhelmed really sure quickly and it's like Oh man, let's let's watch out for this. This is kind of weird, you know. Good thing I logged onto this super alternative website. Nobody knows about Reddit. <laughs> Find this super underground information. Oh wait. So, yeah. anyway, um, yeah. But do you think we funded that? Do you think we're into that? Involved in that? I I just didn't think it, but I don't know. Looking onto it, back on. Oh it, no. It well, so. I mean. Or maybe they were just frustrated that they were losing some sort of control over anybody, regardless of if there was a government entity helping them. I, in general, we're always stirring stuff up. 
Yeah. But this was, um, <laughs> I don't know, you know, the remnants of the actual pro-democracy part of the... the yeah, no kidding. I mean, like, and know, then Western think about intelligence my, agencies, I guess. We were up to 200 and something days of yellow vests in France. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was kind of popping off around different places, and this all conveniently wiped it all away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean, that that's how it's done, right? Sometimes you, you fight a uh, scandal with another scandal, and you f- fight a crisis with another crisis. Yeah. They're bigger and, and better and... and it seems like the crisis always demands more world government and surveillance and and top-down control. What a coincidence. It's like, what, where's the crisis that de- demands less globalization? You know, <laughs> you would think a pandemic that uh, can happen no. so quickly because of globalization that no. less globalization would be a solution. No. But, oh, no, no, no. We need more of them Chinese goods over here. We need more of them Amazon, Walmart, Chinese crap. Yeah. We need more of them LED lights. Look, they turn all the different colors and they come with a cheap remote and it's $4. We need more of that. I mean, the LED lights are cool. But anyway, uh, Hunter Biden uh, still missing in action. Him and his $3.5 million from the Moscow mayor. Oh yeah, you want to what's, play the the clip? Sure. Some yeah. What's Jen have to say? And and uh, mainly, pay attention to the way the so-called journalist asks the question. There was a report last year from the Senate Finance and Homeland Security Committee. It claimed that the wife of Moscow's former mayor uh, paid a company associated with the president's son three point five million dollars. Uh, there was no explanation for this alleged payments, and I'm wondering if you could tell us if uh, that claim is accurate, and if so, uh, what the $3.5 million was paid for. Not familiar with that claim. Doesn't sound like it's backed up by a lot of evidence. Uh, if you have evidence or specifics, happy to discuss it further. Committee's report. So you haven't asked about this, or? I am not familiar with the report at all. Um, go ahead. Not familiar with the Senate committee report. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Trump. Uh, brought it up in debates but yeah she just no clue i don't know never heard of it doesn't sound reliable i wouldn't trust anything that comes from our senate if you know what i mean so, uh, so if but but the the apologetic way that the reporter's like oh i guess i have to ask kind of a real question but i know it's bogus can you just say it's it's bogus like uh, you know it's this crazy thing that was in the senate committee report uh, could you re- respond to that like like how about doing a little research on your own and either saying like here it is here's the basis for it do you de- does joe biden deny this or not because she doesn't deny it she just no. says oh it's uh you know sounds like a Sounds like an unreliable source, <laughs> which um, I would say, yes, the Senate committees are definitely unreliable <laughs> sources of information. Um, but in, you know, this, it's this kind of the same thing they did with the Hunter Biden stuff. Um, 
just kind of insinuate that it's misinformation. Uh, let some former intelligence officials say it has all the hallmarks of uh, Russian propaganda, although this is the mayor of uh, Moscow's wife giving Hunter Biden money. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So who who's uh, controlled by Putin again? And, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Jen, Jen Saki. I almost feel bad for her. I'm no fan of hers, but I almost feel bad for her. She thought this was going to be Obama 3.0. Like there was like the questions would be easy and you know they are easy. The lapdog She's just is. terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think I think that I think while even while they are easy, they're harder than they were at the end of Obama's second term. Yeah. I think Trump stirred up the pot enough that you know she's at least getting some well, real questions on occasion. Do you want to have a good reason to stop feeling sorry for Jen Psaki? Oh yeah, let's let's tie right into that. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't love Jen Psaki by any stretch of imagination. <laughs> let's get into the fact that her her brother is involved in Citadel, Citadel who traded. Get this, a wait. Two billion shares of AMC today. Oh wow! Yeah, that just That's came out. That just came out. Yeah, yeah. The total <laughs> amount of shares uh, that uh, exists for AMC less than two billion. The mm-hmm. amount of shares traded today from AM, from Citadel one billion ninety seven million. They uh, <laughs> traded today. Wow. So you know. Uh, number one comment from my favorite place in yours, Wall Street Bets. For comparison purposes, I'm in real estate. Imagine if someone in your neighborhood sold their house for cash for half market price. It would record in the books at that value, and it would negatively impact the appraisal values for all similar homes in the neighborhood. Now, imagine they record a thousand home sales at half price, but less, or half price or less. But there's only a hundred homes in existence in that neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, the value would lean towards whatever price the thousand homes were sold for. Now we have an incorrect evaluation. Same thing applies here. So, yeah. anyway, we were just talking before we came on air about how uh, AMC and and uh, GameStop were getting totally tanked, destroyed today. And uh, I'm just clicking through a couple of my feeds, and somebody found this, screenshotted it, and threw it on uh, on the old tweeters and. Uh, Back onto uh, Reddit on GameStop. So, yeah, no friend of Jen Saki or her brother at Citadel, which was removed from well, her Wikipedia page. What was? I'll, well, I'll find that right now while you go on to the story that you want. Yeah, to talk let, about. let's talk about her sister. Ah, right. Jen Saki's sister. What's she Jen up to? Saki's sister. Uh, this comes from the National Pulse. Um, Jen Saki's sister gets cushy government job despite Biden's no family members pledge. The press secretary's sister, Stephanie Saki, was appointed as senior advisor in human rights and gender equity at the Department of Health and Human Services Office of Global Affairs this month. Wow. We're, we're making these government offices sound more and more uh, one-world government-y, aren't we? Um, all right. The, the, back to the article. The hire which failed to generate any corporate media criticism or reporting, also follows President Biden promising no one in our family and extended family is going to be involved in any government undertaking. We're going to run this like the Obama-Biden administration. 
The problem with this statement is that members of Biden's family actually were employed across the Obama-Biden administration. Prior to holding her new position, Stephanie Saki worked at the ominously named Population Council, a group boasting of encouraging governments to fund abortions, especially in predominantly black and brown populations around the world. In other words, the press secretary's sister has lobbied for years to stop racial minorities reproducing. Oddly, Stephanie Saki's profile has disappeared from the Population Council's website. The archived version... Uh, yeah, anyway, so... Uh, it's interesting that his the profile disappeared. I, that, that seems to be kind <laughs> of the uh, direction that we're going. Yeah. Uh, look up Jeff... Jeffrey Psaki, who works as a portfolio manager at Hedge Fund Capital, uh, fund, uh, Hedge Fund Citadel LLC, has been accused of forcing Robinhood to stop trading on GameStop. This comes as savvy internet users discover that someone named Jeff Psaki works there as a portfolio manager. Citadel has denied these rumors. Although Jen's relationship to Jeff could be perceived as a conflict of interest, there's virtually no evidence suggesting that the two of them are actually related. They do share a name, but there's very little known about Jeff, who is not a public figure. Again, this is all just be baloney. There's baloney words. There's yeah. no proof. There's no, this is a different dude that grew up in Connecticut and she grew up in, in you know, Rhode Island, which, I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> there's none of that. There's no, there's no, like, this right. is a different people. It's like, Hey, they just have the same name, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a, like a pretty unmistak- unmistakable name. I mean, I'm probably pretty closely related. Kilkenny is actually a pretty popular name, but I'm sure I'm related to a lot of these people named Kilkenny. Um, Saki, though, I would, I would, I would say is almost, is, is more rare than Kilkenny. That is Oh, crazy. I would say so. Yes. Uh, that is crazy. And don't worry. Now, if you type in, just type in Jeff Saki, guess what you get? Fact check. Snopes. <laughs> Jeff's brother. CNN reporter. Presses Jen Saki. I mean, this is just, it's just, it's just on and on and on. The corruption that we're living in. She might be the dumbest one in the family. <laughs> Her brother yeah. works for a hedge fund. Her sister's some sort of lawyer. I don't know. Well, yeah, working um, uh, the population council wouldn't have any Bill Gates connections. And, oh, you know, listen, listen. These eugenics. Is there even uh, any evidence that that's her sister? <laughs> even besides her tweeting, "Hey, congrats." Sis, by the way, my sister's really smart. Um, yeah, not much evidence. Speculation on Twitter from internet savvy researchers. I hate this crap. They're talking down to people who actually connect the dots. Hey, 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 we didn't tell you this. Like, yeah, you didn't have to. We figured it out. Speculation from savvy internet researchers. Oh, we didn't uh, tell So, just... Uh, Sorry, go ahead. If if you haven't done this yet, okay, you know, in real time, go ahead and go to Google. Okay. Oh gosh, I don't know. How do you get there again? Okay. <laughs> so exclamation point G. And uh, that works. Type in uh, K 
Can men get pregnant? Ooh. Why does this pop up? Okay, so can we just can we just can we just can, <laughs> do you do you mind do you mind do you mind? I got I got something for you. Let me, can I may I read the Google suggested results? And no, for a fact, folks. Of course, I am not signed into Google. I never use Google. Can men lactate is the first <laughs> suggestion. Can men get pregnant is the second suggestion. Can men get yeast infections is the third. <laughs> Can men get breast cancer? Can men get UTI? Can men produce milk? Can men be tested for HPV? Can men take Midol? Can men get HPV? Can men take prenatal vitamins? Wow. Uh, So, can men get pregnant? I typed it in. What do we got? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's possible for men to come pregnant and give birth to children of their own. Top link comes from healthline.com. Yeah. Uh, This is revised from earlier today, but still, um, still pretty bad. So it uh, earlier today, the result you would get was yes, it's possible and more common than you think. Yeah, none of my buddies. Like, not one. <laughs> so, for... Andrew, um, any of your buddies so popping out babies down there? For the entirety you imagine of... imagine the state of the world if men had to carry the babies to term? <laughs> anyway, let's the, move. Uh, so, for the entirety of human existence, you had men, you had women. Women. Bro, it's 2021. We are so well, woke right now. Woke! This goes back to messing with language. It is messing with language. It's all it is. It's just language. It's just, like it, it's all. Oh, oh. This is destroying yeah. women. Yeah. I look, look at our new, uh, <laughs> um, newly approved by the Senate. Uh, Health and Human Services Secretary. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, Young women are under attack. And yes. that is from this transgender And, stuff. okay, this is what... You know, we talked about Christy Noem, right? Yes. I, I yes. would say we were a little, a little bit ahead of the curve. We said that she's being pushed... And then she really got pushed. This was before the Republican convention. I think okay. you said it before. No agenda said it. And so this all got, you know, the, this was a rollout. And I did some research. And it seems like uh, Corey Lewandowski, um, basically all the, the Trump people are are the ones pushing her. Right? Right. Um. And I, I just kind of had a bad feeling. So there's, so she's good. She's doing all the like softball, um, you know, acting tough, but really just doing 
very popular things, you know, like I'm not going to require people to wear masks and people can make their own decisions. Oh my goodness. The courage. Wow. Amazing. Um, and then she did, uh, you know, you can't abort a baby just because the baby has down syndrome. Oh, when abortion's still legal, it's kind of tough to, you know, judge people's intentions, but, but hey, I'm you know I'm all for it. This was Planned Parenthood is very against it. I'm all all for um, that issue. You know I have a child with Down syndrome. Very thankful she was not not aborted. Um, and I think what's done both in the U.S. and other countries is they they tell you oh you know we need we need to do the genetic testing oh. You know, your child has Down syndrome. It's the worst thing ever. They're going to have to be taken care of their whole life. It's a terrible existence. Uh, you want an abortion, don't you? And um, some countries, you know, there's virtually no people born with Down syndrome because of this. Because they, they tell women, your life is over if you have a kid with Down syndrome. So, anyway, so, I, you know, I, I'm on board. Like, Christy Nome, great Sign that bill. And then there's another seeming softball issue. Hey, maybe only uh, girls should be allowed to play girls' sports. Seems pretty straightforward. Um, Another kind of PR win. The legislature uh, passes the bill. She says she's excited to sign it. And then uh, did you hear what happened? No. No. Um, she bailed out. She says, oh, I'm all on board for this, but uh, there's some revisions that we should make. And if you dig into it, um, well, let's, let me see if I can find the, the Tucker Carlson clip here. So about Down syndrome. Uh, did you know that March 21st was World Down Syndrome Day? I did. Do you know why? I would love to. I don't. March 21st, man. 321. 321. You have Down Syndrome when you have three of the 23rd or 21st chromosome. So Ah, there it is. It's a day that actually makes sense. Yeah. A baby prenatally diagnosed with Down syndrome is more likely to be killed than born. 100% of them are aborted in Iceland. 98% aborted in Denmark. 67% are aborted in the United States. Non-discrimination must start in the womb. Hashtag World Down Syndrome Day. There is a... Uh, uh, great documentary. Oh, I think it's a world. It's a world without Down syndrome. Is the name of the documentary. Okay. And it's this British lady who you know gets told, "Oh, your kid has Down syndrome. You should abort him. Your life's gonna be over." And she decides to have the baby, and of course, you know, loves her son. It's not the end of the world. In fact, it was made her life much, much better. And so she makes a documentary and she goes to these countries and she, the documentary shows you what these 
doctors tell these women, Hmm. you know, to get them to abort their child. And, um, you know, she's, (laughs) she's like, well, you know, I was told I was getting a tragedy and I got a comedy (laughs) for her, you know, her experience with, with her son. So I've got here, should I send this to you or should I just post it in the folder? Here we go. Oh, it's in the folder. Uh, just uh, for everybody out there, Jeff Saki's uh, from Citadel, his LinkedIn profile is no longer available. So. Shocker. Don't worry. Don't actually prove anything wrong. Just delete all the evidence. There's no evidence that he's related to... So I, I don't know if it's probably too long to play the whole thing. Just play a couple minutes and kill it when you... Are tired of it, but uh, it should Tucker? be in the folder now. Yeah. Okay. Biden administration is squarely behind it to allow biological males to compete in girls' sports. We've covered it extensively on this show. It's very unpopular with the public. It's particularly unpopular in the state of South Dakota. South Dakota is one of the most Republican states in the country. Republicans essentially control the entire state. So Republicans in the legislature there recently passed a bill to prevent this from happening, to prevent biological men from playing on women's sports teams. And the governor of South Dakota, Kristi Noem, who you doubtless have seen, said she was, quote, excited to sign it. Now she has changed her mind. Governor Noem joins us tonight to explain why she has. Governor, thanks so much for coming on. I, I appreciate it. So here you you have this bill, which I think all polling shows is popular in your state. I think it would be popular nationally. You said you were excited to sign it. Okay. Okay. I'm really excited about this. Who should we, should we place our bets now? Who's the string puller? Well, I know the answer. So I oh, won't. Shoot. But you, you go ahead and place your bets. Mm, it's the one it's like the 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 big kahuna who's putting her in this position uh like are, are you thinking a coke brother type deal or yeah yeah what are you thinking yeah. uh not directly got it got it uh gender neutral <laughs> It's not really on brand for Mr. Soros. <laughs> Clinton. Uh, could, you're, get, you're, you're actually getting really close. Clinton could be involved. I'm going to go with Mittens from Bain Capital. Let's uh, see what we got. Uh, you're get, getting colder. Oh, getting colder. Oh, goodness. So we were closer with Soros. Who's buddies with Soros? Who's George? George's buddy. George, George, and George of the Jungle. George, of the, I don't know. Let's, let's do this. Big business intercedes NCAA, Chamber of Commerce, and Amazon, and tell you not to sign oh. it, and you change your mind. If Dang you, I think a lot it, of you- <laughs> Jeff. Jeff Bezos. Oh. Come on, man. Well, and actually, there's. Go ahead and play more of the clip because I, I want to see. I, I'm trying to remember how much he gets into. And then I'll viewers are I'll wondering wrap it up from there. you're thinking on this and how exactly this happened. 
Well, that's not true, Tucker. And thank you for inviting me to be on the show tonight. Of course. I could sign the bill the way that it is today. Uh, and then also, uh, but it wouldn't solve the problem. And, and that's the real issue. As I looked at the bill and examined it and have been discussing with legal scholars for many months on how to protect women's sports, this bill would only allow the NCAA to bully South Dakota. And it would actually prevent women from being able to, per, to participate in collegiate sports. So what I've done is I've asked the legislature through a style uh, and reform. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but just for our viewers, I'm, to I'm so sorry. The bill. Wait, wait, can you just back up for one sec for our viewers who haven't followed this as closely? How would this bill prevent women mm -hmm. from playing in South Dakota, if you would? Because what it would do is it would put a law in the books that would allow the NCAA to take punitive action against our state. And we're a small state, Tucker. Uh, we've had to fight hard to get any tournaments to come to South Dakota. When they took punitive action against us, we would have to litigate. And legal scholars that I have been consulting with for many, many months. <laughs> hey, when, he <laughs> when Tucker doesn't like what somebody's saying, is, is there a better face out there? He no. looks so confused and like he's got his mouth like frown, like half open and like a scowl. Like, what are you saying? And so basically there's she's trying to say that it's gonna be a it's gonna be a negative for South Dakota because they won't bring any tournaments there. If she And doesn't. it just so happens. It just so happens. And by the way, uh Whoever told you to use the term legal scholars instead of <laughs> lawyers should be fired. Absolutely. It's all about it, them words, though. It you makes her sound so would... ridiculous. There, she is not talking to but legal listen, scholars. Hey, She's hey, talking bro, to they, lawyers. Hey, no, dude. They... They, they, uh, they, they, they reviewed this thing. They beta tested it. Hey, okay. Now, would you argue with a lawyer? Yeah, I hate lawyers. There was a, my wife's lawyer. When we got a divorce. It was terrible. Would you argue with a legal scholar? You mean like Barack Obama? No. <laughs> Uh, that I would very likely lose those litigation efforts, and I don't think. Oh, that so you're saying? So hold on, Dakota, just to be clear, it's I not the bill. That you're saying have to sue that many the, times over and over again. But wait, wait, wait. So you're saying the NCAA threatened you, and you don't think you can win that fight? They said if you sign this, we won't allow girls in South Dakota to play, and you don't think you can win in court, even though the public overwhelmingly supports you nationally, and so you're caving to the NCAA. I think that's what you're saying. No, that's not right at all, Tucker. In fact, you're wrong completely. Okay. I've been working on this. <laughs> this is terrible. What happened yeah. to the girl who's shooting ducks and saying, I'm not closing my state? <laughs> Boom. Where, where, yeah. now, now she's this? This is what she I, is? I don't, think, I don't think she saw it coming. Getting torn up by, by Tucker on live TV? When, torn when, up, torn up Tucker, by a softie. I think Tucker wants to like her. Right? I know. Yeah, torn up by a softy who wants to like her, yeah. but he just can't stand the dribble. I mean, can she stand what she said the last minute and a half if she's yeah. really honest with herself? This issue for years. In fact, several years ago, I fought I fought USDA to make sure that 4-H rodeo and that the sport of rodeo could keep girls' events, girls' events, and boys' events, boys' events. No so cares. I've been working on this for many, many years. And back since November, I've been consulting with legal scholars and professors across the country, asking them, how do I protect 
women's sports. And they've gone through the steps to how I would legally challenge the NCAA and keep them from bullying the state of South Dakota. And what they've told me to do is that I need to build a coalition. So that's why today I launched DefendTitle9Now.com. And that's going to allow us to build a coalition of states that can fight the NCAA. Listen, I'm sick and tired of the NCAA threatening states, challenging us, and bullying us. And so we're going to build a coalition of leaders, athletes, and people who want to protect women's sports and want to make sure that our women keep Title IX in place to protect their right to be competitive and to be rewarded by participating in these team sports and make sure this coalition can fight the NCAA to make sure we're protecting Title IX. But, but these standards far predate Title IX, and I'm not exactly sure why Title IX is relevant or even really worth defending. I mean, this is thousands of years of common sense and tradition. Girls play girls sports, boys play boys sports. Why not instead just say, bring it on, mm -hmm. NCAA. I'm a national figure. Go ahead and try and exclude I us. I will fight you in the court of public opinion and defend principle. Why not just do that? Tucker, you're preaching my sermon. That's what I did today. Today, I with Herschel Walker, you vetoed Jack the Brewer, bill with Nancy Lopez. We all stood together. I did not veto the bill. I did a style and form revision and asked the legislator legislature to change it so that I can win. Listen, I'm not interested in a participation trophy. I'm not interested in picking a fight that we can't win. I am a problem solver. I come to the table and I don't want to have talking points. And I've been bullied for the last year by liberals, Tucker. I'm not going to let anybody from the NCAA, from any big business, I'm not going to even let conservatives on the right bully me. I'm going to solve the problem. I'm going to make sure that we're building strength in numbers and we're going after the NCA and make sure that we're keeping only girls playing in girls sports. I've been doing this for years but, and I'm going to solve the problem, not just pick a fight to pick a fight. Well, but the legislature you're saying was just picking a fight to pick a fight. I thought that they were trying to codify what the majority of right. your citizens want which is girls sports for girls and boys sports for boys. Here the NCAA comes in and says, if you do that, you're gonna lose a court battle. And so you said, well, the bill can't go forward. You have a, a democratic process that arose from your own citizens. They want this bill and you've stopped it. So I, I, I'm not really sure how this is defending women's sport. No, with no, respect. The, the bill, Tucker, Tucker. The bill that my legislature gave me is a trial lawyer's dream. It creates more and more litigation and regulation that's impossible to comply with for families and for school districts and people going forward. What I'm interested in doing is making sure we're protecting girls sports and we're going forward to fight the NCAA. And what we're going to do as well is if they don't fix this through the style and form revision. Did you catch that? She almost said NAACP. <laughs> I'm going to ask them to introduce a new bill if they don't possible to comply with for families and for school districts and people going forward. What I'm interested in doing is making sure we're protecting girls sports and we're going forward to fight the NCAA. And what we're going to do as well is if they don't fix this through the style and form revision, I'm going to ask them to introduce a new bill. If they don't do that, I'm going to immediately bring them back into a special session and tell them we're going to protect girls sports through K through 12. And then we're going to go and fight the NCAA through a coalition to make sure that we can continue to protect Title IX and defend Title IX. Very, very quickly, how would the bill as written make it harder, as you just said, for girls to participate in sports? You said it's hard for them to comply with the requirements of the bill. What do you mean for those of us who aren't following it as closely specifically by that? Well, did you did you read the bill or the style I did. and the form I did. message that I yes, sent to the legislature? Not, what it said, what it said, 
I asked for changes. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't expect that answer. Yeah. For uh, the regulations and how kids would have to prove that they're boys and girls, I asked them not to open it up to litigation. If a child doesn't make a team, they up to a year later can come back and sue every member of that team in the K-12 system and the entire school district as well and continue suing so that they have the opportunity to play. If we put the collegiate athletics on there, then we will get punitively challenged by the NCAA and then we'll have to continue to fight them and a court district that is not friendly to winning. That's the, what the legal scholars have told me for many, many months is that my chances of winning in court are very, very low. My chances of winning this, as you've stated, in the public opinion is extremely, extremely successful. So that's why I'm building this coalition to make sure we're taking our argument to the public and we're gonna tell the NCAA that this coalition will fight to make sure we're protecting women's sports. I appreciate you coming on tonight. Governor Christian of South Dakota, thank you. Thank you, Tucker. All right, so that is uh, widely being talked about as the end of Christy Nome's presidential aspirations. Uh, some choice quotes I've seen is like, so Christy Nome uh, wants to fight against the deep state in political in Washington, DC, but she's afraid to, of the NCAA. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's a, this is just hearsay, but uh, Corey Lewandowski, the former Trump campaign manager, has been overheard advising South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem to run against Haley as the hotter, Trumpier, real American governor. <laughs> so I, she's definitely better than Nikki Haley, but that's it's uh, not the only standard there. Um, so what about Lauren Bobert? <laughs> Um, I haven't seen her pushed as a presidential. Oh no, 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 no. She's definitely not polished. They don't want, they don't want none of that. I call bull crap. (laughs) So she's going to have a hard enough time not getting kicked out of Congress. Oh yeah. Nancy's already got it out for her. So she's in, she's in trouble, but, uh, what a mealy mouthed, horrible response. so, So now she's complaining about cancel culture attacking her (laughs) over this and uh oh who was it i think sean davis tweeted uh (laughs) they're not canceling you christy no this is they're just requesting a style and form revision of you (laughs) (laughs) I'm, i'm not vetoing the bill even though she vetoed the bill i'm asking for a style and form revision my that my legal scholars wanted so anyway, it's uh, people have traced it back to one of her, you know, head honchos, lead advisors, who just happens to be the head of a company that hosts sports tournaments and is trying really hard to get NCAA tournament uh, games to South Dakota. Interesting. Total, total coincidence, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's like, yeah, get a, a spine. If enough people stand up to the NCAA, the NCAA goes away. 
the, the the most of the one of the more insane parts about half of the stuff we're experiencing now as a society if we just stopped doing it right, right. <laughs> it would be over yeah all of like all of it like if we just stop debating that men should be nobody wants that who's yeah. i mean why is this debate always on the front page of everything i've never seen nobody wants that have you ever met anyone who's like you know what's a great idea other I'd than like, I'd uh, like, for my, like my i'd like for my daughter to get dunked on trans activists on twitter definitely not any actual parents of of no. daughters no no instead terp becomes a what is it radical feminist turf turf <laughs> turf trans exclusionary radical feminist yeah which is like every woman in the world like what yeah. are you talking like, not not that they're trans exclusionary but trans exclusionary and that they shouldn't be in sports it's just yeah. just it's just crazy talk and it's more of the same if we all just quit wearing masks if we all just quit getting the vaccine if we all just quit doing the you know uh, anyway it just it's all of it Quit having these debates. Quit yeah. logging onto Twitter. <laughs> Quit listening to these people update us. No, no, this is the answer. No, this is the answer. No, this is the answer. Um, let's move along. I'll throw something I threw in here, which I thought was interesting. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we need to cover, but we probably run out of time here fairly shortly. Wow, we sure drank a lot last year from Bloomberg. <laughs> Turbulent couple years for U.S. distilleries starting in June 2018. They became collateral damage in Donald Trump's trade wars. And now they've been a casual of another trade war. And it's not a terrible time to be a whiskey maker. Uh, The liquor wars. The pandemic was good for liquor sales. U.S. distilled spirit supplier gross revenues top $30 So a decline in spring when everybody was scared and couldn't go anywhere. And then up for the rest of the year. Good deal. We had a bunch of... <laughs> that's uh, that's probably you know something to do with our mental health. Um, yeah, it I'm, might have I'm, uh, contributed yeah. to the... What's the average weight gain of 29 pounds or something, too? You have? So. Oh, the average weight gain is 29 pounds? Since this yeah, that's another story that's out there. Okay. Well, I was about to go into that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I could definitely attribute probably... I carry it well, but I've probably gained 15, somewhere in that range, 10, 15. So I'm nice and tall, so you don't notice it as much. But, yeah, I'm, I'm having to work out again, trying to eat a little bit better just because, yeah, I think everybody is less healthy after this whole yeah. stay-at-home at, stay deal. It's just not, it's, you know, what do you do when you're at home? Well, you eat, and then, you know, <laughs> go on from there. This, I don't think we ever co- we've never covered because it's a super old story. Well, and another part of that. Um, so if you're not going to cook at home, mm-hmm. you just get poor people know, to bring you your food like Uber. That's what well, that's what, that's what, the, that's the American way. But for the most part, or if you're just going to drive through and either go through a drive through or go pick up the food, are you really going to like, ah, let me spend the extra money for that really healthy food? Real food when I'm Bro, there's no healthy get... food at a drive through. Okay. Well, exactly. That's what that's what I'm saying. So I think that was a big impact too. It's, this was great for you know, I haven't 
seen the numbers recently, but this had to be great for McDonald's, Burger King, oh, yeah. Taco Bell. Yep. You know, they're crushing it. Amazon's crushing it. Every, Not you know. one health, you know, but you're, supposed, you know, authority came out and said, hey, go outside, exercise, <laughs> take no. vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc. These are all things you need. That's how you know. That's how you know you're in the middle of a planned biosecurity state orchestrated by an overreaching government hungry for power and with the strings pulled by and the skids greased by big pharma. That's how you know because they never actually talk about health. They never talk about going outside and walking your dog and lifting (laughs) weights and trying to ride a bike and getting her outside and getting vitamin D and making sure that you have enough food and that you're eating leafy greens and that you're getting vitamins that you need. They never talk about that. No. They talk about, and, and by the way, bring the food to your door. Just don't even get out of the bathtub. We will bring it all the way into the bathtub. Just, just shove it right in whatever you need, sir. Just more food. <laughs> as long as you got money, we'll keep bringing it. So, I had my uh, vitamin D level tested fairly recently. Yeah. And I've, you know, I do try to get outside. Not super sunny here, in, especially in the winter. Um, but I'm, you know, my skin tone, very capable of, uh, of sun coming in. You know, this I'm not in the, the high risk category and i had low vitamin d and i was even taking a little bit of a vitamin d supplement how much uh, i was taking five thousand. so i would nope. the naturopath uh i have a once a week fifty thousand, and then nightly he said keep taking the other stuff on the the other nights so Yeah, and see, vitamin D, I've been thinking about this a lot. I think vitamin D is one of the keys to actual true health. And I think that there are, there's so much misinformation about it. So much. And I think that's part of the reason they want to put the misinformation out there is because it is the key to health. Mm -hmm. Um, I take take 10,000 per day. 10,000 a day. And I've been doing okay. Um, I wasn't tested, but my wife was recently tested like a, the blood test that shows you what vitamins mm-hmm. and stuff are in there. And I think she was adequate. Like it wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but she's taken around the same amount I did. Well, but, and well, I, I would just say too, that you want to know the actual number and you want to have the test, you know, a naturopath, there's alternative medicine because he's like, you know, you're, I think I was like 35, right? right? He said, you're not the definition. Like if you, uh, technically you're within the range, that's fine. But right. he said, in my experience, people who are at that level don't feel very good. You want to be up into the fifties yep, at least. So, so hypervitaminosis D is a state of vitamin toxicity. Uh, the normal range of blood concentration is 20 to 50 nanograms per milliliter. So you type in vitamin D and you start talking about it. And one of the main things they start warning people of is, 
Vitamin D overdose. It's stored in your <laughs> it's stored in your fat. You can get I'm serious, man. Type yeah. it in. Yeah. Vitamin D over it's and I, my mom told me this. My yeah. That's relevant. But my like, hey, you can you can overdose on vitamin D. It's stored in your fat cells. Man, you ain't overdosing on vitamin D. This is <laughs> this is baloney. I think I think it's a scam. I don't think you can. I really yeah. don't. How much have you been taking? 5,000 IEUs a day, and you're still at a low rate, according to your doctor. Right. I mean, how much would you have to take to overdose? Are the whole, the whole country is criminally low on vitamin well, D. There's actually it, been studies that suggest, and I'm not a doctor, so don't listen to me. There's studies that suggest that some vaccines contain a chemical compound that stops the normal metabolism of vitamin D. Well, and this, this was on No Agenda recently, and they kind of just whipped right through it, you know, but I thought it was super important. The, the clip about yep. high fructose corn syrup making it impossible for your body to properly deal with vitamin D, so your vitamin D levels go down, because high fructose corn syrup, um, very high it, cor- it's in everything, very high correlation with uh, obesity. And they're saying, oh, you know, the coronavirus, for some reason, we don't know why, um, it's really bad for obese people, and everyone's getting, you know, more and more people are getting obese. And then also, they find people that are hospitalized with COVID-19, low vitamin D. But again, is anything being done? So this is known. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to put two and two together. Um, It also isn't that tough to figure out, oh, why are black people in America more impacted by COVID-19? But, you know, black people in Africa, not at all. Hmm. Could it be because they're, uh, because of, um, High fructose corn syrup, obesity, fast food, unhealthy foods. I think that might be, just might be part of it, you know. Why is okay. Japan doing so well? Huh, all those skinny Japanese people. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. So. Who eat really well. You know, the carbs they do eat are things like white rice and fish and, you know. Yeah. Um, this is... Uh... This is a, a direction that we don't often go on on this show, kind of by design, but we uh, it's certainly the foundation of the show. But, you know, we are both Christians. We believe that God created us as well as the world. And uh, this whole thing, it feels like it's like, you know, the creator made humans, <laughs> okay, and then he put them in the world. And he designed them in a way where they could survive in the world. Not just survive, but kind of thrive. So, like, all of the stuff that grows and crawls and grows on the earth, man should be able to overcome. Now, there are limitations. A shark will eat you. A scorpion could kill you. A bee could kill you. You know, there are things that happen. Rattlesnake, cobra. There are limitations. But overall... There's no need for us to put on a face diaper and walk around the earth because we were designed with an immune system that, get this, 
Bill Gates ain't got nothing on. Neither does Dr. Fauci, and yeah. neither do any of these clowns. Well, They're well, trying to d- genetically modify you like they did to food for the last 20 years and then convince you that you need it but, so that but you can Tim, come back in six months to get more of it. They Tim, are d- – yes. If these guys like Bill Gates were really trying to kill us off and they, you know, they know all this stuff – they would be trying to do things to, you know, like block out the sun. Block and they're out not the doing sun. that. Oh, oh, wait. They are block trying to block out the sun. <laughs> they legit are trying to block out the sun. Yeah. Here's my favorite Bill Gates story. And I think I may have mentioned this. I feel like sometimes you and I, we I forget what we talked about, what we haven't, even on the show. But do you remember years and years ago, we covered on the, on the show, the seed vault? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In northern, like Norway, right? Like it was above the Arctic Circle in Norway. Yeah. Bill Gates is part of some seed vault where they took actual seeds, heirloom <laughs> seeds, and took them up there. It's almost like they knew ahead of time, like, hey, you know, pretty soon it's, it's all GMO be- stuff. It's awesome. Really, we're going to feed the whole world. That's why we're doing it. We're not trying to kill everyone off. But we should probably have all the seeds hidden away somewhere <laughs> you know the real infected. ones the original yeah. seeds that you know <laughs> they've been using forever we should probably put some of those up north somewhere let's just put it in a giant freezer somewhere anyway i don't understand it folks you know exercise eat right try to just just try <laughs> and i think people listen to the show know it and spread it around to your friends and family i just it's you know it's all words on the screen. Get the vaccine. Get this. You're gonna die. Uh, why? Yeah. Why? Why? It's it's like he didn't. You know, like every everybody on Earth except human beings know. Like all the animals on this planet <laughs> know who's in charge, right? Every single animal on the planet sees a person. They're like, oh crap. Apex Predator, what do you want? I'm out of here. Like, what am I going to do? Or I'm going to attack you because I'm scared of you. You guys clearly run the show here. The whole world knows it, except us. We <laughs> we think that we think that going outside, the coronavirus is going to come around the corner, go up your nose and kill you. And that's it. You're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Just it's going to jump out and grab onto you. Bro, after 10, I try never to leave the house. You never know. <laughs> 10 o'clock and on. Like, I have to go back into the house. I'm in a different, like, <laughs> building right now at the Kilkenny compound. But I have to go back into the house. I'm going to be outside. I'm going to run so fast, dude. Like, it's way <laughs> past 10. It's a local time right now. It's 1040. So, eesh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm a little nervous. I just, I don't, I just, be, the answer is, is to almost always to do nothing. Yeah, and uh, to don't fall do for the it. opposite of what Fauci and Bill Gates say we should be doing. That's that's good advice too. Um, you know, or kind of do the things that humans have been doing for thousands of years. Probably a good idea. Preach. Yes, if they've been doing it for thousands of years, there's a reason for that. Yeah. Thousands of years. We didn't have Coke, Pepsi, Taco Bell, vaccines, you know, Gardasil, HPV, you know, by 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 fluoride. Yeah. 
Bisphenol A. Lots right. of high fructose corn syrup and alcohol products too. Really? Yeah, that, is, that makes sense. Yeah. Ancient ancient Egyptians got a lot of high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. That's what they used to embalm the mummies. High fructose <laughs> corn syrup. All right, I, this story is from this. This story predates the show, so I want to throw this in there because I think this is fascinating. So I want you to note the the date. Cameras keep track of all cars entering Medina, Seattle Times, Sonia Krishnan, September sixteenth, two thousand and nine. Hmm. Medina is the area, for those who don't know, it's actually a very small municipality that is located within the Bellevue municipality across from Lake, across Lake Washington from Seattle. It is where, uh, I believe, Steve Miller, Pete Carroll, uh, Bill Gates, uh, Jeff Bezos, um, there's a bunch of people over there, um, but they all live in this one neighborhood. And they all have like these multi-million dollar houses and then there's like Bill Gates' house, which is like huge. It's like almost two houses or three houses, you know, because you got to connect the underground tunnels for the... Anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, camera, cameras installed at... Uh, did we ever talk about the child pornography that was found at the Gates' home long ago? We, mm. we have, yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, cameras installed at Medina Intersections monitor every vehicle coming into the city. The cameras capture all license plate numbers and crime prevention measure that one council member says outweighs concerns over privacy. Hmm. So this is in 2009. They were able to live read all license plates and feed it into a database. City signs have a unique way of greeting people. In Issaquah, for instance, motorists are greeted with, you're entering a spatial place where people care. For years, Bothell invited people to say... Spatial or special? Uh, spa- it's a spatial place. It's a place where spac- spatially it's available for others. <laughs> special, a special place where people care. For special people like Tim who can't read. For years, invited uh, people to stay for a day or a lifetime. In Medina, a new sign bears this warning. You are entering a 24-hour video surveillance area. Cameras have recently been installed at intersections to monitor every vehicle coming into the city. Under the Automatic License Plate Recognition Project, once a car enters Medina, a camera captures its license plate number. Within seconds, the number is run through a database. If if a hit comes up for a felony, say the vehicle is reported stolen or is being driven by a homicide suspect, the information is transmitted instantaneously to police who can leap into action, said Police Chief Jeffrey Chen. These cameras provide us with intelligence, Chen said. It gets us in front of criminals. I don't want to be on the level playing field with criminals. He declined to give the number and location of all the cameras. (laughs) Medina, a city of 3,100 people with an average household income. This number is so comically low for 11 years later. But average household income of 222,000 had discussed the idea for years as a way to discourage... Jeff Bezos hadn't even made his billions yet by the time this was written. Last year, there were 11 burglaries, Chen said. Some people think that number of burglaries is tolerable, he said. But even one crime is intolerable. So that is why we have come up with a way to stop pre-crime. Wait, what? Okay. (laughs) All All captured information is stored for 60 days, even if nothing negative turns up, he said. That allows police to mine the data if a crime occurs. 
Doug Honig, spokesman for the American Civil Liberties Union of Washington, said such a system smacks of privacy violations. Government shouldn't be keeping records of people's comings and goings when they haven't done anything wrong, he said. By actions like this, we're moving closer and closer to a surveillance society. Oh, just you wait 11 years there, buddy. (laughs) Medina City Council member Lucius Biglow said crime prevention outweighs concern over privacy. Privacy is considerably less nowadays than it was 50 years ago. I think it's most most of us are pretty well documented by the federal government simply because of the internet and credit cards. Smartphones weren't really that popular yet. Yeah. It's no secret cameras are everywhere. Stores, streets, parks, intersections. A 2005 city survey showed that nearly half of Medina's residents agreed to the camera's installation. In 2007, the city council unanimously approved it. Anyway, uh, the city well, looks near... Yep. Let me just uh, tie it into a couple things. Uh, the January 6th stuff in the Capitol, yep. the FBI went and got everyone's cell phone information. So all all communications, all location tracking, all that data was there. This is not, it's not like they had special stuff in place uh, on that particular day. Oh no, this is all available all the time. They, and they don't even need a warrant. They just need an excuse. Oh, it's an emergency. They were getting um, congressmen and women's information, everybody's. So it was all there. And uh, I've referred to this show before. So back in 2017 in the U.S., there was a show called Hunted. And mm-hmm. I'm just looking now, and there was actually a, a – it was a – remake of a show in the uk and from 2015 uh, but anyway only lasted one season and you just had to uh, just not get caught for i think 30 days that's it just not get caught and what you realize watching the show is that um every atm camera every gas station surveillance camera every traffic light camera it's all being fed into a system that that law enforcement can access real time uh, everywhere your license plate is tracked your phone is tracked so this your this, any any credit card transaction is tracked i have the perfect instantaneously example. i have the perfect example of this and it's actually thrown in here and we'll segue right into it um, and th- this was thrown in here by me for several different reasons. Uh, but th- this, this story is not necessarily, I want everyone to kind of focus, not necessarily on the story, but we're going to look at the periphery of this story and some of the things that take place within this story and not necessarily the story itself. So, uh, this actually happened in my neighborhood, uh, not, not too far away. Kitsap man confesses to assaulting a Linwood miner. I live in the city of Linwood, uh, Meadowdale neighborhood of Linwood, but Meadowdale is kind of its own thing. But uh, new details have emerged in the case of a 32-year-old man arrested last week for arranging to meet an underage Linwood girl. Documents reveal that the suspect drove the 12-year-old to a residence in Kitsap County and repeatedly assaulted her. The defendant, Anthony Vernon Weber, uh, confessed that he knew her age and, and to sexually assaulting the victim multiple times, according to the case's police reports. I knew she was 12. I knew it was the wrong thing to do. 
Weaver was arrested on February 26th for child molestation in the second degree and unlawfully harboring a minor. He has no known criminal history. According to the deputy prosecuting attorney, Jacqueline Lawrence, there are several counts of rape of a child in first degree charges pending in Kitsap County. The state anticipates the filing additional charges by March 19th, 2021. If convicted, he could face fines up to 50,000. All right, now everybody pay attention. At the time of her disappearance, the 12-year-old in Linwood Middle School student was home alone, having just finished breakfast and preparing for a day of online schoolwork due to the coronavirus pandemic. At 9.43 a.m. on February 25th, a family member received a Facebook message from the girl that a vehicle unfamiliar uh, blue 2000 Chevy Cavalier was parked in front of their home and that she was scared. The family member called her and could hear her crying. At 9.54, the girl notified the family that she was safe. At 10.20 was the last time any family member heard from her, no longer receiving any replies from the girl with all phone calls going straight to voicemail. The Linwood Police Department spoke on the phone with a friend of the girl from Wisconsin who had contacted her family following the disappearance, claiming the two had been in an online relationship for the last two months but had never been met in person. He told police that the two had been messaging the morning of her disappearance, last hearing from her at 9.30 a.m. According to him, the girl stated that she had met an adult online who lived in the area. Subsequent message stated that she did not know who the adult was, was afraid, and believed that he would hurt her if she did not go outside. He added that the girl told him that the adult did not like her being on the phone. While the Linwood PD was reviewing the messages and emails on the girl's school-issued laptop, they noticed an ad for a dating network, Badu, in her email inbox. Detectives were able to locate her account, observing that she was in multiple conversations with male adults, some of them who believed she was 21 years old. None of the messengers under her Badu account showed that she was meeting with anyone. Badu is an online dating platform started by a Russian entrepreneur in 2006. On February 26th, Detectives with the uh, Linwood PD contacted the FBI Crimes Against Children Unit, asking for assistance in locating the missing girl. The FBI was able to obtain cell phone and information records, text message exchanged between Weaver's phone and the girl, showing that he had come to Linwood to pick her up outside the house on the morning of February 25th. Weaver was contacted at his Kitsap County home, where the girl was found with him. She was taken to St. Michael Medical Center where she was submitted an exam for sexual assault uh, for whom she met uh, Weaver online and was afraid that something would happen if she didn't get into the car. While at Weaver's residence, she alleged she that he coerced her into non-consexual sexual relationship, blah, blah, blah. It's, I mean, I don't mean to blah, blah, blah. It's very heartbreaking, but it's not why I'm reading the story. The Kitsap County Sheriff's Office interviewed Weber, who said that the minor met on a dating site called Joyride about four weeks ago. Stated at the time he believed her to be 18 years old, but then learned of it. Blah, 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 blah. They met at Linwood Middle School. Since then, they exchanged multiple uh, explicit text messages. Following the case, the Linwood Police Department is requesting that parents and guardians have a conversation with their uh, 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 children about online safety. There are numerous resources available through the Federal Trade Commission and other things. Linwood Times will be following up with the websites Badu and Joyride to understand the security measures are being taken uh, to make sure there's nothing action to safeguard against its online services being accessible to minors. Okay, long way around just to get to two points. My first point is a much smaller point, which is this is a very small local magazine. And isn't it weird to hear reporting? <laughs> like, they actually like reported what happened. Did you hear that? Yeah. Like they went and found <laughs> out. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, second off, 
I 100% believe that this girl is very important and every precaution should have been taken to try and help her. But do you see how easy it was for the Linwood PD to contact the FBI? And within, what was it, 24 hours he was arrested? Yeah. No, Weber was arrested on February 26th. Skip down. All this great investigative reporting. On February 26th, (laughs) detectives with the LPD... Linwood PD contacted the FBI Crimes Against Children Unit. Boom! One day. The same day. The FBI obtained cell phone records, text messages that were exchanged, and then uh, that was it. I mean, then that was it. That day they arrested him. So that's how quick it is now. The FBI has access to that information that fast. And they went after it for a guy who they thought was missing, you know, a girl who they thought was missing, but could have just run away. She could have been. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that they shouldn't have acted, but it's 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 enlightening to know. Well, and and I'll, I'll you know I work for a, a small internet service provider, and um, you know if if someone is streaming a movie illegally online um it it generates a a notice right they get sent to us and some service providers then send that to the person Mm -hmm. like as a warning or whatever i think we just uh basically all of it goes into the the trash um but if there's you know if there's a child pornography case um, and it's one of our IP addresses. We get a call from, uh, you know, FBI, Homeland Security, whoever. Like, hey, where's this IP address at? And if they've got a a warrant, which they can get, you know, or it's not even really a warrant. It's just like a, you know, I'm so and so, and I'm authorized to know. Tell me where, what location this IP address is at. Usually, it's a case where it's a you know a VPN grabbing an IP address that's not really tied to a a local location. But anyway, that's it. It's all it's all a grid, and it's yeah. all can be tied in there. And yet, with all this tracking and tracing, they still couldn't prevent the crime, right? For this poor girl. Yeah, like it, it wasn't fast enough to actually prevent the crime from happening. I'm glad they caught the guy and yeah, can lock 100%. him up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is, yeah, it's the the grid. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, oh, this will be good because it'll the brain chip will allow someone who didn't have an arm to control their prosthetic limb better. It's like, yeah, but that's not really what it's for. <laughs> yeah, that's the sales job. And the reason you did get some real reporting, A, because it's local, and B, because this is the, the promotion of the the grid. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, this is the reason why. Oh, and by the way, um, you know, it's only for people the the story you were reading from 
was it 2009 or whatever year. Right. Notice that it said, um, oh, people who commit crimes. Well, then it's amazing how what crimes are can can totally change. And all of a sudden, what? Not wearing a mask, uh, <laughs> being out past curfew. All of a sudden, is that information? Can you track people down for that now? This is, you know. And all the facial recognition stuff, which I think is probably after 2009, but is fully in place now. You know, they're they're just making sure that it all works with uh, with mask wearing too. Yeah, yeah, got it. Well, it doesn't. For anybody that has an iPhone out there, knows it. Uh, facial recognition. So I'll, I'll enlighten you, Mr. Hoffman, since I know you don't have an iPhone with the with the face reader that opens your phone. I do, um, but I'll I'll let you know a little secret. And those of you out there who haven't figured this out either, this is this might be helpful for you. But as someone who has to wear a stupid mask at work all the time, um, it's your nose, man. <laughs> the, the facial recognition centers on the nose. It's because, and I don't know if it's just the shape of my face or what, but if if I put, if I try to unlock my phone by looking at it so that it scans my face and the uh, mask is fully on over my nose, it doesn't work. If I poke the top of my nose, if I poke just the, just my nose out, the rest of my face still covered, it opens up almost immediately. So I think that mm. it, Facial recognition is, I think it starts <laughs> at the nose and then it kind of moves moves on from there. That's just my guess. I have no idea if that's real or not. Well, I, th- but... I thought there was an update that they were working oh, on. Oh, yeah, they, they definitely that. submitted that update. To, oh, now it'll do your, it's baloney. It's baloney. <laughs> it, uh, it doesn't work. Doesn't It doesn't work. Oh, now we know your face through the mask. It doesn't work. Trust me. I sit in front of people all day and they have to forget. <laughs> 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 like they just they look at their phone and then pull the mask down with one hand and put it back up. You know, those super helpful masks with Fauci talked about in the first month or so. Where he says, you know, people fiddle with it too much. It ends up being more of a hindrance and a collection of bad, you know, schmutz. They get a little schmutz on it. <laughs> and, you know, it might catch a particle here or there, but it's doing more harm than good. Absolutely. <laughs> That's your boy. Boy, Anthony Fauci. So, is there any good news? I feel like this show's been a lot of bad news. We've been going headlong into, like, here comes tyranny. Is there any good news? What's what's going on? What's I have good news. A, a listener to the Corbett Report reached out to me through our website and uh, told me that he lives local and he's part of a group on uh, Telegram that is, you know doing face-friendly meetups and normal outings, things like that. So, you know, I do think... Human things. Human things. Yeah, doing human (laughs) things. As as we like to say, apex predator things, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so, I mean, I think that's awesome. And I think, you know, in that group, there's there's a bunch of groups within that group. One of them's like support this local business where they're not complete mask Nazis or, you know, this is where we're going to have oh, our that's, kids. That's what we need. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the, here's where we're going to have a bunch of kids meet up 
and they're all going to be face friendly and nobody's going to, you know, judge anybody for, you know, wearing a mask or not wearing a mask and be, you know, doing all that. It's going to be. So, that, I mean, that is super cool. So please, if you, uh, yeah, reach out to us if you're doing that in your local area. You never know. There might be other people who are wanting to do that in your local area. And uh, you'd be able to meet up with them with like-minded folks. So uh, I think that that is kind of the wave of the future is just going to be kind of smaller in-person, you know, social groups that are, you know, not massively broadcast across the, the net, but more kind of mm-hmm. private telegram groups that, you know, some people are involved in that can, they can do cool stuff like that. So, you know, yeah. who, who knows? I'm going to probably meeting some of these people in person. It'll be cool. I s- <laughs> uh, prohibition ball is the, there's a softball club team. That's what they referred to it as prohibition ball. It's there weren't supposed to be practicing or what have you. So it's like you talked about early in the pandemic. You said that your rebellion should be just doing as much normal stuff as possible. Cause it's hard to demonize normal stuff. And you know, yeah, make, make the tyrants show that they're tyrants. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I agree, and that's why we're still doing the show, and that's why we're here, and that's why we're going to keep doing the show and try to bring some levity, some laughter, some sarcasm, and some hope to people's life just by doing this show. Trying to show you that hey, it's not all nuts. It's a lot of just games and you know, playing around with language and things like that. But you know, here. Uh, the schools are close to my house, but there's also the park in uh, the park. You know, when it's unlocked, when the gates are unlocked and the lights are on, you know, people are in there that are using the park are all wearing a mask and running around playing soccer with masks on. It makes me want to, oh, excuse me, it makes me want to cry. But, uh, you know, it's funny when the park is not, when the park gates are on, or excuse me, when they are locked, the lights aren't on and it's not being used for official use. There's still a soccer game. Uh, there's no masks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, simple uh, as hop the fence. And it's kind of it's kind of like, like you said, make the tyrants show their tyrants. You're gonna roll up on a soccer field and arrest a whole bunch of people for playing, playing soccer. soccer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, Andrew Hoffman, do you have any words of wisdom for us this evening, this this week? Oh, I'm tempted to quote Joe Biden's. There's not one thing that a, that a woman can't do just as good as a man. Uh, yeah. Okay, that, that uh, motivated some some good responses there. Uh, you know, like, oh, what about opening a pickle jar? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the pickle jars. I like the pickle jar argument. That's a really good argument because you're not going to get any pushback from the ladies on that one. Cause no, it was posted they, posted by ladies. Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, they can't push back too much on that or else, you know, we won't be opening any more pickle jars. So <laughs> can you open this? Eh, pass. No, that's no, I, I got nothing in particular. Just All right, uh, well. I have some good news. Chrissy Teigen is off Twitter. So, oh, I was uh, going to tell you. That. <laughs> yeah. After uh, I thought she'd already quit Twitter, but I guess she had just deleted a bunch of tweets before. Like fifty thousand of them. Yeah, but now she's off. Now she's off. 
she's off because even with one of her own in, in, in at the presidency, and even with her 50,000 deleted tweets, she didn't feel safe that there wasn't somebody somewhere who's going to dig through her tweets be like, hey, there was a missing child over here, and Chrissy Teigen was right here. I guarantee you that's what it is. I guarantee you. Creepy tweets. She had some creepy tweets. Some creepy tweets. Well, so did uh, Joe Biden. He had some creepy moments. But hey, you can still, you can you can overcome that and become president. So let's do this. <laughs> you can win the selection. Yeah. It's, uh... Well, Tim, thanks for doing a show. Uh, and thanks to James Corbett and Brock West for posting our interview with James over over on that side. I'm sure it will get uh, lots more attention over there than on our normal podcast feed, so thanks for that. For sure. For sure. That was uh, awesome. We'll have to do that again sometime, and uh, yeah, um, check out the Corbett Report. You know, who's who, who, who's our big three? CorbettReport.com, No Agenda uh, Podcast, and uh Chris White, nowhere to run. Chris White, Bible prophecy talk. Yeah, our, I, I think. Uh, well, you know, I think we should get Chris White back on the podcast airwaves. On he's the, been podcast. I I know, but the the news podcast because he's he's been posting more news stuff and COVID stuff. I, I guess COVID specific, but uh, I think he'd be he'd be good to talk to you. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we can get him back on our show. Um, but he's he's doing stuff. You hear? Did you catch his episode where he bought a laptop, and tried to be completely in disguise? No, I didn't. No, <laughs> I don't know why. It just makes me laugh every time I think about Chris wearing a disguise, buying a laptop, <laughs> just to see if he could do it. So, anyway, I hope that uh, everybody has a great week, and we will talk to you at a date later than this one. Yes, and you probably shouldn't be listening to this because we should cut this off well before this point. <laughs> oh, Andrew, uh, hooking me up with the uh, pointers for post. <laughs> yes, maybe 15 minutes ago. All right. <laughs> A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-